Hello, thank you for joining us today. We are really glad you're here. Here's Jim, your host of, of Time Out with Jim. So let's get started. We are going to be talking about heart failure and the many types, symptoms. The term heart failure might make you want to think your heart is about to stop working. It really means that it's, it's not pumping as well as it should. A healthy heart throughout the body to make sure it gets all the blood and oxygen it needs. Over time, if you have heart failure, the heart can't give the body everything it needs. Your heart might try to make up for it by enlarging, getting more muscle or pumping faster. Blood vessels may get narrower and your body may even stop sending blood to your less important organs and tissues. None of these fix the problems of heart failure. The types. The types of heart failure. Uh, heart failure can involve just one side of the heart or both sides. In most cases, it affects the left side first. It's usually broken down into several types. Left-sided heart failure is when the left ventricle is larger and pumps more blood of the heart's blood. The left ventricle is larger and pumps more of the heart's blood. This type of heart failure is broken down into two categories, systolic and diastolic. Right-side heart failure. This happens after the left side fails. More fluid pressure throughout the lungs damages the right side of your heart. Congestive heart failure, which is what I have. When blood slows down as it leaves the heart, it also is slower when it comes back. That causes blood to back up in your veins and there can be swelling all over your body. You might see it in your legs and ankles, but it can collect in your lungs too. That can cause serious breathing problems. Many things can bring heart failure. They include coronary artery disease and heart attack, high blood pressure, heart valve problems, heart muscle damage, a heart defect you were born with, abnormal heart rhythms, myocarditis, and other diseases like diabetes, HIV, and thyroid problems, and the use of toxic substances such as alcohol or drugs. Some common signs of heart failure are shortness of breath, tiredness, weakness, swelling in your feet, ankles, legs, and abdomen, lasting cough or wheezing, fast or irregular heartbeat, dizziness, confusion, having to go to the bathroom more often at night, nausea, and a lack of appetite. To figure out if you have heart failure, the doctor will examine you, ask about your medical history, and do some tests. These tests might include blood tests, an EKG, a, a, an X-ray, an echocardiogram, an exercise test, which is often called a stress test, heart cath, which I have done a few times. The first time I had a stent put in. A heart cath is when you get dye injected through a small tube into a blood vessel. It will show any blockages or weakened arteries. The MUGA scan is, a, is what radioactive materials go into your bloodstream. That a device called a gamma camera takes pictures of your heart to show how well it's working. The radioactive material is safe for most folks. 
your kidneys will take care of it. However, if you're pregnant or nursing, no, you shouldn't take the test. Heart failure can't be cured. Treatment can help ease symptoms and make your heart pump better. Methods include lifestyle changes, uh, a heart healthy diet, exercise, aim for a healthy weight, and most importantly, quit smoking. Uh, the doctor may put you on medication. You may need to take one or more medicines as part of your treatment. Common heart failure medications include ACE inhibitors, diuretics, which I'm on Lasix, and uh, that's a diuretic, and it, for the, like, the first four or five hours of the morning, you know, I'm going like every 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, better blockers and detoxin. Surgery and devices. You may need surgery uh, in most cases. Uh, procedures can treat heart failure if your condition is more severe. Your doctor may implant a device that, like a uh, defibrillator or something called a left ventricular assist device in your body. Other times, a heart transplant may be the best choice. You and your doctor will find the right course for you. Heart failure can happen when your heart is too weak to pump enough blood to the rest of your body. Some health conditions can affect how well your heart works and lead to heart failure. Coronary artery disease happens when a fat, fatty substance called plaque builds up in your arteries. The blood vessels that carry oxygen-rich blood from your heart to the rest of your body. Over time, plaque hardens and your arteries get narrow. An artery clogged with plaque is called a clogged drain pipe. It's like a clogged drain pipe. Less blood can squeeze through. This is called, this is called atherosclerosis. Your heart has to pump harder to push blood through those narrow arteries and it does get the blood it needs to work as well as it should and it doesn't get the blood it needs to work as well as it should. Over time this can make your heart so weak that it leads to heart failure. If you have CAD which is coronary artery disease, a piece of that plaque that's built up in your arteries can break off. This can lead to a clot. If the clot gets lodged in one of the arteries, bringing blood to your heart, it can block the blood flow and you could have a heart attack. Without enough oxygen, the part of your heart that's blocked can die. This damage weakens your heart and can lead to heart failure. Blood pressure is the force of blood as your heart pumps it through your arteries. When the blood pushes against your artery walls with more force than usual, you have high blood pressure. This makes your heart work harder to push blood through your body and that extra work makes your heart bigger and weaker. High blood pressure that's not managed well can double or triple your chances of a heart attack. The hormone insulin normal, normally moves sugar from your bloodstream into your cells where it's used for energy or stored for later. When you have diabetes, your body doesn't have enough insulin or doesn't use insulin well enough. This can leave too much sugar in your blood and your heart usually beats in a regular this can lead too much sugar in your blood. High blood sugar damages arteries and weakens your heart. 
that can lead to heart failure. People who have diabetes are also more likely to have high blood pressure and atherosclerosis. Sleep apnea is when breathing pauses over and over again while you sleep. Each time you stop breathing, your brain your brain jolts you awake to get it restarted. It may be linked to atrial fibrillation and high blood pressure in your lungs, which can lead to heart failure. Obesity. That this means the ratio of the rate to the height, known as body mass index, or BMI, is 30 or higher. Extra weight puts more strain on your heart. Being obese also makes you more likely to have diseases linked to heart failure such as high blood pressure, diabetes, and sleep apnea. Heart muscle disease. This disease damages your heart muscle and makes it so weak it can't pump blood like it should. Cardiomyopathy can run in families or it can be caused for coronary artery disease, a virus, or, or another condition. Four valves control the, floor, control the flow of blood into and out of your heart. They keep blood from flowing backward. If you have heart valve disease, at least one of these valves don't work right. The this probably can start when you're born. Well, it can be caused by something that damages your heart, like a heart attack or an infection. When a valve doesn't open and shut the way it should, your heart has to work harder to pump blood. A valve problem that isn't treated can lead to heart failure. Arrhythmia. Your heart usually beats in a regular lub-dub pattern. The upper chambers squeeze and then the lower chamber squeeze. When you have an irregular heart rhythm, your heart beats too quickly, too slowly, or out of rhythm. If your heart is off beat for too long, it won't pump enough blood. This can eventually lead to heart failure. One or two drinks a day might be good for your heart, but more than that can lead to obesity, high blood pressure, and heart failure. Drugs like cocaine and amphetamines and ecstasy ramp up your heart and raise your blood pressure. Using these drugs can lead to a heart attack and eventually make your heart fail. Smoking also damages your heart and raises your blood pressure. The chemicals in cigarette smoke keep your blood from carrying enough oxygen through, the, through your body that makes your heart work harder. Smoking also narrows your blood vessels and makes your blood more likely to clot. Just some medicines that can lead to heart failure or make it worse are antidepressants uh, like Celexa, which I'm on, antifungal drugs, drugs that affect your appetite, asthma medicines uh, like albuterol, uh, which is what I'm on, blood pressure medicines, which I'm on, chemotherapy drugs, diabetes drugs, uh, I'm on metformin, epilepsy drugs, heart rhythm drugs, NSAIDs, migraine medicines, and medications used to treat Parkinson's disease. But this will be part one about heart failure. And always remember, materials contained on here are for informational purposes only. The, con the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your doctor or other qualified health provider. With, with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in, or delay in seeking it because it's something you have heard on this podcast. 
If you think you might have a medical emergency, call your doctor and or 911 immediately. Uh, this is part two about heart failure. Uh, we're going to start with uh, symptoms of heart failure. If you have heart failure, you may, you may not have any symptoms, or the symptoms may range from mild to severe. Symptoms can, can be constant or can come and go. Heart failure symptoms are related to the changes that occur in your heart and body, and the severity depends on how, on how weak your heart is. The symptoms can include congested lungs, fluid and water retention, dizziness, fatigue, and weakness, rapid or irregular heartbeats. If you have heart failure, you may have one or all of these symptoms, or you may have none of them. In addition, your symptoms may not be related to how weak your heart is. You may have many symptoms, but your heart function may be only mildly weakened. Or you may have more severe damaged heart, but have few symptoms. Things you can do to lessen heart failure symptoms. Maintain fluid balance. Limit how much salt you eat. Monitor your weight and lose weight if needed. Monitor your symptoms. Take your medications as prescribed. Uh, with my insurance company, they have this app called Vivify. Uh, that's V-I-V-I-F-Y, and they sent me a scale and a blood pressure monitor, and they asked me to uh, do my weight, my blood pressure, and my uh, blood sugar. So I do that every morning. So if you, you or a loved one has heart failure, you probably know how important good daily habits are to treatment. A healthy weight, active lifestyle, and proper medications are all key ways to charge, ways to take charge of the disease. But even when you're carefully following the doctor's orders, it is crucial to keep an eye out for the an eye out for the return of symptoms. That's because heart failure can be under control for a time and then become an issue again. Keep up with your regular checkups and know which symptoms may mean your treatment needs to be treated. Trouble breathing and shortness of breath. When your heart can't properly fill and empty, blood backs up in your veins. This causes fluid to leak into the, your lungs. Your doctor may call it pulmonary edema. This can take it. This can make it hard to breathe during activities, rest, or even sleep. A sudden lack of breath might wake you up. You may need to prop yourself up with the extra pillow to breathe easier. This constant search. For air can leave you tired and anxious, which I prop my, myself up with teal pillows, and it does work most of the time. When your heart doesn't pump right, your body starts to move blood from less vital organs, like your arms and legs, to the, cent to the centers for the survival, the heart and brain. This can leave you feeling exhausted after everyday activities. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Every day I, I feel so tired. Persistent cough. 
wheezing or a cough that brings up white and slightly blood color mucus. Casino fluid building in your lungs. Call your doctor if you notice it. Fluid can build up in your tissue just like it does in your lungs. As a result, your feet, legs, ankle, or belly may swell. Your shoes or socks to feel tight. You might notice a sudden weight gain. Because blood is being moved away from, from your digestive system, your appetite may be as may not be as big as it usually is. You might also feel sick to your stomach. When your heart struggles to pump the right amount of blood, it may speed up to make up for it. This can lead to palpitations, which can come cause your heart to race or feel like it's fluttering or throbbing. Unusual amount of things like sodium in your blood can bring disorientation, confusion, or memory loss. If you see any of these seven red flags, get medical help right away. Waiting for symptoms to get worse can be dangerous. With the right care, you can't keep things under control. The name of this condition can be a little confusing. When you have heart failure, it doesn't mean your ticker stops beating. What's really going on is that your heart can't pump blood as well as a healthy one. When the chambers of your heart may the chambers of your heart may respond by stretching to carry more blood to pump through your body. You may become they may become stiffer and thicker. This helps keep blood moving for a while. But in time, your heart muscle walls may just get weaker. Your kidneys react but cause your body to hold on to water or salt. Fluid may start to build up in your arms, legs, ankles, feet, lungs, and other organs. Heart failure can be brought on by many conditions that damage the heart. Uh, types of heart failure. Systolic heart failure and diastolic heart failure. Stage A. This is a period when you're more likely to get heart failure. You may be in this stage if you have high blood pressure, diabetes, CAD, and met metabolic syndrome. Your chances are also greater when you have a history of cardiotoxic drug therapy, alcohol abuse, rheumatic fever, and family members with cardiomyopathy. Your doctor may, your doctor will probably recommend regular ex exercise and that you stop drinking alcohol, smoking, and using illegal drugs. You want to take steps to lower high blood pressure or high cholesterol. If you have, if you have high blood pressure, or have, or had a heart attack, your doctor may prescribe beta blockers. When you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or other heart or other heart and blood vessel conditions like coronary artery disease, you may need to take an ACE inhibitor, angiotensin 2 receptor blocker, or ARB. Stage B is when you're in this phase, if you never had symptoms of heart failure but you're diagnosed with systolic left ventricular dysfunction, which means the left chamber of your heart doesn't pump well. You may be in this group if you had or have a heart attack, bowel disease, or cardiomyopathy. 
treatment will depend on your situation. Your doctor may suggest an ACE inhibitor or the ARB or beta blockers after a heart attack. They may add an aldosterone inhibitor. If your symptoms continue while you're taking beta blockers and ACE and ARB medications. Surgery can repair coronary arteries and valves or valves which may need to be replaced. Sometimes an implantable cardiac defibrillator or ICD will help. Stage C. You're in this phase if you have systolic heart failure, which is what I got, with symptoms such as shortness of breath, fatigue, less ability, less ability to exercise, and your doctor may prescribe ACE inhibitors and beta blockers and angiotensin receptor blocker and nephrilicin inhibitors. If your symptoms don't go away, you may need to take hydrolyzing uh, nitrate combination diuretics and uh, aldosterone inhibitor when your symptoms may when your symptoms stay severe with other treatments. Devices such as biventricular pacemaker or implantable cardiac defibrillator may help. You may need to change some things about your day-to-day life too. Less salt, lose weight, drink fewer fluids if necessary, stop drugs that make your condition worse. Stage D is if you have systolic heart failure and advanced symptoms after you get medicated medical care. Some of these treatments from stage A, B, and C will help, will help stage D too. Your doctor may also discuss heart transplant, ventricular assistive devices, surgery options, continuous effusion or intravenous enotropic drugs. High output heart failure is rare. It's also very different from other types of, of this other disorder. Usually if you have heart failure, your heart isn't pumping enough blood through your body to help it work the way it should. With the high output version, it's pumping a normal amount of blood or even more than normal. Still, your body isn't getting enough to keep it well. Okay, we're going to stop right there. This will be the end of part two. This podcast was made on November 22nd, 2020. And remember, as always, uh, materials contained on here are for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek the advice of your doctor or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. If you think you have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. We're going to start out with causes of heart failure. The things that lead to high output heart failure are different from what brings other types of the condition. Many disorders make you need more blood to keep your organs working well. They include obesity, liver disease, anemia, hyperthyroidism, pregnancy, 
Lung disease, septic shock, Paget disease, and very, very heart disease. Common signs of high output heart failure are similar to those of other types. They can include shortness of breath, tiredness or weakness, swelling in your feet, ankles, legs, or abdomen, a lasting cough or wheezing, fast or irregular heartbeat, dizziness, confusion, having to go to the bathroom more at night, nausea, lack of appetite. To figure out if you have heart failure, that your doctor will examine you, ask about your medical history, and run some tests. These tests might include blood tests, an EKG, a chest x-ray, an echocardiogram, an exercise test, which is also called a stress test, and a heart cap. Many other causes of high output heart failure are curable. It's not, it's a good idea to treat the underlying cause first. Your doctor may suggest other treatments, including a diet low in salt and water. You may also take diuretics to help ease swelling. Taking traditional heart failure drugs will often not help. They can make things worse. There are medicines called vasoconstrict adrenergics that can help by making your blood vessels smaller. When your heart is strong, it pumps blood throughout your body. But when you have heart failure, the muscles in your heart, heart walls slowly weaken. Once they're too weak, your heart can't pump the blood that your body needs. And heart failure is so common, it's one of the main reasons people age 65 and older are admitted to the hospital. It can happen on either the right or left side of your heart. But what difference does it make which side is affected? Right side versus left side heart failure. When your heart is working normally, it pumps oxygen-rich blood through your lungs and to the rest of your body. A left ventricle or left chamber of the heart provides most of the heart's pumping power. So when you have left-sided heart failure, your heart can't pump enough blood into your body. The right ventricle or right chamber moves or used use blood from your heart back to your lungs to be resupplied with oxygen. So when you have right side heart failure, the right chamber has lost its ability to pump. That means your heart can't fill with enough blood and the blood backs up into the veins. If this ha happens, your legs, ankles, and belly often swell. What are the causes? Sometimes it just happens, but usually it's left side heart failure that causes right side heart. But usually it's left side heart failure that causes right side heart failure as the left chamber of your heart loses some of its ability to pump. Blood continues to back up sometimes into your lung. Heart failure is a long-term condition that gets worse over time. In most cases, you get it because you have other health issues that have damage or weaken your heart. Some other causes of right-side heart failure include CAD, high blood pressure, damaged heart valves, heart defects that you were born with, arrhythmia, lung disease, and other long-term health conditions like diabetes, HIV, thyroid problems. 
they did not go away and eventually could play a part in heart failure. What are the symptoms? The symptoms of are your feet, legs, and ankles will lightly, will lightly to swell because blood is backing up into your veins. This symptom is called edema. If it backs up into your stomach or liver, you may notice that your abdomen is dis distended. You might find that you have to go to the bathroom more, especially at night. This is caused by fluid buildup too. As your heart failure gets worse, you may also see some of these symptoms. It's hard to breathe. Your neck veins are swollen. Your pulse is fast or feels off. Your chest hurts. You're gaining weight from excess fluid. You don't feel like eating. Your skin is cold and sweaty. You're very tired and confused and forget things. There is no cure for heart failure, but there are treatments for its symptoms. Talk to your doctor. They may suggest medications to make you more comfortable. In some cases, a procedure or surgery may be necessary. Your doctor will also suggest you do some things differently to reduce the stress on your heart. These might include lose weight, quit smoking, exercise, eat a diet high in lean protein, low fat dairy, whole grains, fresh fruit, and vegetables, cut back on salt and saturated fats, and get enough rest. Heart failure happens over time. But if you see your doctor and make, and make some changes, it may stop the damage and get on living a strong, happy life. If you have diastolic heart failure, your left ventricle has become stiffer than normal. Because of that, your heart can't relax the way it should when it pumps. It can't fill up with blood as it's supposed to because there's less blood in the ventricle. Less blood is pumped out to your body. As we get older, our heart and blood vessels become less elastic. That makes them more likely to get stiff. So diastolic heart failure is more common as people get older. Other than normal aging, the most common causes are high blood pressure, diabetes, CAD, coronary artery disease, obesity, uh, some of the symptoms are shortness of breath, tiredness, swelling in your feet, ankle, legs, or abdomen, lasting cough or wheezing, fast or irregular heartbeat, dizziness, confusion, having to, to go to the bathroom more at night, nausea, lack of appetite. To figure out if you have heart failure, the doctor will examine you, ask about your medical history, and run some tests. These tests might include, which we've been over this before, the tests include an echocardiogram, blood test, an EKG, a chest x-ray, a stress test, and a heart cath. Although diastolic heart failure can't be cured, treatment can help ease symptoms and improve the way your heart pumps. Your plan can include uh, lifestyle changes, a healthy diet, regular exercise, or work to get to a healthy weight, and quit smoking. Some medications for diastolic heart failure include diuretics and a different type of diuretic to get rid of extra salt and fluids but help the body keep potassium 
and high blood pressure medications. And we will talk about systolic heart failure in part four. So this will be the end of part three. And remember, materials contained on here are for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health, health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because it's something you have heard on this podcast. If you think you have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Hello again, this is part four about heart failure. Uh, we're going to start out with surgery and devices. In some cases, you may need surgery. Several procedures can treat heart failure. If the condition is more severe, your doctor may implant a device, implant a device like a defibrillator or something called a left ventricular assist device in your body. Other times, a heart transplant may be the best option. Your doctor will determine the right course for you. Congestive heart failure doesn't mean your heart has stopped. It means it's not pumping blood the way it should. When that happens, blood and fluid can back up in your body and make it harder, harder for your kidneys to flush out sodium and water. That can make you hold on to too much fluid, which causes swelling. There's no cure, but your doctor may give you medication to do things like lower your blood pressure, relax your blood, relax your blood vessels, make your heart beat stronger, or ease swelling, and diet and lifestyle changes. Like not smoking can help too. What does congestive heart failure do to your body? It can cause shortness of breath, coughing, tiredness, swelling, weight gain, and a need to go to the bathroom more often. Uh, anything that damages your heart muscle or make it work too hard can lead to congestive heart failure. Some examples include diabetes, high blood pressure, other forms of heart disease, certain medical treatments, including cancer treatments and chemotherapy and radiation, thyroid disease, HIV and AIDS, and alcohol or drug abuse. Your heart pumps blood around your body to supply all of your organs with oxygen. When it doesn't work the way it should anymore, you have what's known as heart failure. Your ticker may not be strong enough to gather enough oxygen from your lungs or to pump oxygen-rich blood around your body. Either way, heart failure causes health problems and must be treated by a doctor. Drugs or lifestyle changes may help you lead a more active life than you'd be able to without treatment. Over time, if your health gets worse, you may learn that you have advanced heart failure, also known as end-stage heart failure. It means the treatments you used in the past to keep your health stable no longer work. The symptoms are easy to confuse with normal aging and other diseases, the more advanced your heart failure, the more likely you are to have many symptoms or the changes that you have noticed in yourself will get worse. These are common ways that heart failure can affect you. 
shortness of breath, sleep problems, coughing, fatigue, swelling, eating less, more bathroom visits, a racing heartbeat, feeling anxious. When you learn that you have advanced or end-stage heart failure, it means the treatments you used in the past no longer work. But there may be other new ways to manage your condition. Some methods are more aggressive than others. Talk to your doctor about your goals for treatment and quality of life. They can help you make choices that are right for you. Just because the medicine you've taken before no longer works, that doesn't mean there aren't drugs to help manage your advanced heart disease. Depending on your condition, you may already be taking a drug to control your blood pressure, which I do. Different ones do different things. The most common ones for people with heart failure are ACE inhibitors, ARBs, and beta blockers. Your doctor may switch you to a new drug or change your dose. They might pair this medication with the drug called a diuretic, which in my case I'm on Lasix. It will help your body shed some of those extra fluid that you have get gathered in your feet, ankle, legs, or belly. You also breathe easier and be less short of breath. If you get treated and be less short of breath if you get treated for fluid in your lungs. Your doctor could prescribe an IV drug that can help your heart to beat with more force. This treatment isn't right for everyone and it may only have short term effect. There may there are many medications to help manage pain. A doctor will probably probably want to try an opioid drug like codeine or morphine. You could decide together which one best suits your needs. Implanted devices. Your doctor may suggest surgery to implant a defibrillator in your chest. This device may shock your heart back into a healthy rhythm when it stops beating the right way. If you have a certain type of heart failure, you may have surgery to implant a special heart pump. It helps your heart do a better job of moving blood through your body. If you feel ill and weak of value quality over life, value quality of life over length of life, you may opt to have your doctor turn it off when you reach end-stage heart failure. Heart transplant. A new heart may improve your symptoms, but not everyone who goes on a, trans on a transplant rating list gets one. Uh, other health problems could prevent you from receiving a donor heart. Also, transplant lists are long, with a limited number of hearts for donors so, so there may be a long wait. If you get a new heart, you'll need to take drugs so your body doesn't reject. You could tell your doctor that you'd like to have palliative care at any point. It gives pain relief and mental health and mental health support to anyone with a serious illness. It's not the same thing as hospice care which aims to make you comfortable at the end of life. You must stop efforts to prolong your life once you enter a hospice program. But you can receive palliative care and get treatment to manage your advanced heart failure at the same time. Pain relief is a big part of palliative care. So is working through your feelings about your health. You may also discuss your end-of-life choices because of future treatment options or attend counseling sessions with family members to help everyone cope 
with the health issues. It's smart to let it all be known ahead of time what you want to do if your symptoms worsen. Should the doctor try to extend your life at all costs, even if the treatment is painful, or is your comfort level more important? You probably won't be able to speak when you when you need a treatment like CPR or making formal choices ahead of time can be worthwhile. The doctor can help you decide if you want to have any of these things done to extend your life. CPR if your heart stops, a breather tube if you can't breathe on your own, and a feeding tube if you can't eat on your own. You may want the doctor to do everything in the power to keep you alive, or you might have certain standards for quality of life you rather meet. Certain standards for quality of life you rather meet. You can write those choices down in a formal document called an advanced directive. Make sure your doctor and family members know your issues. And that is the end of part four in the final part. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, materials contained on here for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your doctor or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because it's something you have heard on this podcast. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. We truly hope that you enjoyed this podcast today. And if it touched your heart in any way, please share it with your family and friends.